Welcome or welcome back to the Bridge Churches podcast, where we are committed to building irresistible bridges between the unchurched and Jesus Christ. We are so glad that you're here, and wherever you're listening from, we hope the following message inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Wow. What an honor, what a thrill, what a joy it is to celebrate with each of these young ladies in their public declaration of their association, their their connection, their relationship with Jesus. I'm so proud of each of them and I'm praying for them as they go out into their world and as they reflect their love for and their relationship with Jesus. Each one of them has an opportunity, an incredible opportunity, and as a follower of Jesus, each one of them has the responsibility to be a light in their homes, their schools, in their relationships, and I'm gonna be praying for them, and I hope that you'll join me in praying for them that they are and continue to be just that. You know, it's amazing to think, and I think about this often, I'm a pastor, but you, like these three students, you have the opportunity to minister to people that I may never meet in places I will never be. That even though we don't have the same opportunity, you and I have the same responsibility. And for the rest of our time together today, that's what I wanna talk about. I wanna take just a few moments and I wanna talk about those two words, opportunity and responsibility. But before I do, let me just say, this isn't a sermon, okay? This isn't a sermon. Now, normally in this time, we'd spend some time looking at the scriptures to see what it has to say and what God might have to say to us today through it. That's normally what we do in these moments. And though we aren't gonna do that today, I do wanna invite you to come back next week as I'm beginning a brand new two-week mini-series called Snakes on a Plane. I'm really excited about this series, and okay, it's not the cheesy Samuel L. Jackson movie from 2006, okay? The story we're gonna look at actually happened, and the snakes we're gonna look at are far more threatening. So I hope that you'll be back. I'm really excited about this series and the chance to unpack an obscure passage of scripture for two weeks, and I hope that you'll be back with us for that beginning next week, but between now and then, as I said, what I wanna do is today I wanna take just a few moments and talk about opportunity and responsibility. If you're joining us for the first time today, a special hello to you. If you're new, you're checking out church, or, or maybe you used to go to church and you stopped going for one reason or another, or, or maybe something did, or maybe something didn't happen in your life, or something happened at a church, you had a bad experience, or, or maybe you just got tired of the whole church thing. I don't know. If that's you, though, I'm so glad that you're here today, and what I want you to know right now is this isn't for you, okay? You get a pass today. For the rest of our time together, I wanna talk to those who would say that the bridge is my church. So if you aren't sure if this is your church, that's okay, we're so glad you're here. And even though what I'm about to say isn't directed to you, I hope that you'll lean in and listen rather than tune me out or log off because my hope is as you hear what I have to say, it may just be what you need to hear to make a decision about the bridge and it becoming your church. So, opportunity and responsibility. One of those words we love, right? the other not so much. Like we love opportunity, don't we? We love opportunity. It it speaks to what could be, what I could be, what I could have, what I could experience. Like when I hear the word opportunity, I think of potential and promise, but responsibility, right? That speaks to me and my role in that opportunity becoming a reality, that I have to do something. Like I like the idea that I could have something, do something, experience something, or even be something or someone else, like something better than what I am or something better than what I have. I like opportunity, but I don't always wanna take or assume the responsibility in making that happen, which is unfortunate because the truth is, my opportunities are as limited as the responsibility I'm willing to own or accept. 
you and I and everyone watching today, each one of us has an opportunity and a responsibility. And the truth is, you can't have one without the other. In fact, I'm actually going to be doing a teaching series in June on the implications of this for each of us personally. But today I want to talk about our collective opportunity and our collective responsibility to make that opportunity a reality. Now, I believe as a church, I believe that as a church, as a community, I believe that we have an unprecedented opportunity. We live in a time in history that has never been more chaotic and confused. Perspectives are polarized, and I would go so far as to say, for as much as we feel we have evolved, we're actually more disillusioned as a society and as a culture than we've ever been before, which I know, it sounds bleak, right? It's like, aren't you so glad you're here? It's like defeatist, it sounds pessimistic, it sounds negative, but I see it as not only a reality, but an opportunity. In Matthew chapter five, Jesus described and defined his followers as the light of the world. And for a light to be seen, it has to be an environment that's dark. And I think the world, for as much as we'd like to think it's enlightened, I don't think the world has ever been darker. So the way I see it, the light has more opportunity to shine today than it ever has before. And the light is needed now today more than it's ever been before. And this opportunity that we have to be a light in this time and space, this is why we do what we do as a church. And what I'm so thankful for and proud of isn't the what we do as a church necessarily, though I love what we do, it's our why we do what we do. That's what I love and I'm proud of our commitment to it. Why we do what we do the way we do what we do. Our vision is to build irresistible bridges, not sufficient bridges. We wanna build irresistible bridges between unchurched people and Jesus Christ. And then our mission is that we wanna lead people into a growing relationship with him. We believe that as a church that we are called to be a light. And this is why we keep the lights on at the church. And a lot happens in and through the bridge when the lights are on. For starters, we're partnered with an organization called Encouragement, which is a US-based organization that has an orphanage on the ground in Kenya, Africa. They currently have 32 orphans living there. And because of you, because of what we do together, those children have shelter, food, clothing, schooling, and, and because you have cared for them practically, they have heard that Jesus loves them personally. And because of that, they don't just take, they have gone out into their community and have loved and served people because of how you have loved them. Get this, they wanna do for others what you have done for them. This is a picture of the 32 children you support feeding over 200 people in their area. They opened the doors of their center to kids in their area and they fed them and played with them on the playground that you built for them at Christmas this past year. These beautiful children not only heard about Jesus, but they are reflecting the love and light of Jesus to their community. They have done for others what you have done for them. And that, that's why we keep the lights on. You've heard us talk about our online ministry that began as a necessity during the pandemic. And even though the doors of our building are open now, we are still connecting with people all across the city, just like you, all over the city, the country, all over the world. Chris mentioned last week that a first-time guest from Maine reached out to us, which is just amazing. And honestly, I've had calls with people all over, South Africa, Mexico, Africa, New Zealand, Newfoundland, that's another place altogether, right? But just the other day as an example, I was in a grocery store checking out and a lady named Angela was in line and she told me, I love the roller coaster series. Now we had done that series a few months back and she wasn't in the room for it. 
She was in her home. She watched it online. She's never been to our building before. It just, it just blows my mind. God is speaking to people all over in ways we never could have predicted or imagined. In fact, two people committed their lives to Jesus online in just the last month. And that's why we keep the lights on. One couple I spoke with the other day came to our in-person service on Easter Sunday after being with us online for months. And he told me that being in the room, he said he experienced something. He said, I felt something, something he hadn't felt before. And as hard as he tried, he couldn't find the words to explain it, but I knew exactly what he was talking about. I told him it wasn't something he felt. It was a someone. See, God wasn't abstract anymore. In that moment, God became more than a morality in that moment. God was present and it got personal. And that moment for him is why we keep the lights on. I was flipping through social media the other day and amidst all the typical divisive and angry posts, I saw this. Two students from our student ministry sitting together at a coffee shop, reading and discussing the Bible. Two students connecting with each other and the Lord in public for everyone to see. They were unashamed and unlikely unaware that they were ministering to every single person who walked by and saw what they were doing. Now the coffee house paid the hydro bill that day, but that's why we keep the lights on. As a church, we value children and we allocate a lot of manpower and a lot of resources to bridge kits. Week after week, whether it's through our monthly subscription boxes that we send out or the in-person connections that are happening, week after week after week after week, children are hearing that God loves them and that he has a plan and a purpose for their life. And one of the things that's so amazing to me, and maybe you could get this as a parent if you're a parent, that children often, often minister to us as parents, right? Like out of nowhere, they'll say something or do something and it catches us off guard. And we can see and hear in those moments that they are seeing the world in a way that's so simple and yet it's beautiful and profound. Just a few weeks ago, Lisa got a text from a parent who said that while cuddling with their son, watching a video during quiet time, this mom texted and said he, meaning her three-year-old son, he leans over mid-video and says to her, Mommy, Jesus made everything. Earlier that week in Bridge Kids, he heard that Jesus made everything, and yet he had made him with a plan and a purpose. And the light bulb went on in that little boy's head and in his heart, and he shared that with his mother. And that, that's why we keep the lights on. It's not just what we do here as a church. It's why we do what we do. It's why we do what we do the way we do what we do. We keep the lights on around here because of what happens when we do. When we keep the lights on, the lights go on in people's heads and hearts about who Jesus truly is and what he desires to do and be in their lives. That's why we keep the lights on and why we have to keep the lights on. One of the questions I get asked a lot is, Scott, what does it cost? Like, what does it cost to keep the lights on? And that's a good question. To do what we do the way we do it because of why we do it, it costs $85,000 a month to keep the lights on. That's mortgage, utilities, staffing, sound, lights, drumsticks, kids camp, toilet paper, coffee, resource. It costs $85,000 a month to keep the lights on. But listen, here's the more important question. What happens if we don't? What happens if we don't? What doesn't happen if we don't? You and I just saw three young women share their desire to get baptized, and if you're watching live with us right now, they're either about to be baptized or have just been baptized. Two of these students, they were in Bridge Kids and attended kids camp for years before entering our student ministry. The other came with her family during the pandemic after attending online. 
All three have made a personal decision to follow Jesus, and they not only attend our student ministry and the programs and events that happen there, but they actively serve in Bridge Kids Camp, and two of them now serve as circle leaders in Bridge Kids on Sunday morning. And get this, get this, the kids in their circles, the kids they serve are or came into the service to a roped off section to watch them be baptized because those three young women are your kids' leaders and heroes. That your kids look up to them. And see, here's the thing. You help them become who they are to your kids. That's why we keep the lights on. Come on. What more do you want? Better yet, what's that worth? You can put a price tag on what it takes to keep the lights on around here. It's $85,000 a month. You can put a price tag on what it takes to keep the lights on. But you can't quantify or put a price tag on what happens as a result. What just happened doesn't happen if we don't keep the lights on. And what could happen because of what just happened doesn't happen if we don't keep the lights on. And if you still think we're talking about money, you're missing it. Yes, I'm not going to deny it. We have practical expenses, but please don't miss this. We have practical expenses that have eternal implications. The practical expenses are real. Believe me, I know that. They're a necessity and we have to take care of them. We have to assume the responsibility to them collectively because of the opportunity we have as a community. We have the opportunity to see so much more of what we saw today and are seeing all over and across everything that we do. We have an amazing opportunity to see God do exceedingly more than we could ever ask or imagine, but we have to assume the responsibility to see that opportunity become a reality. We, you and I, we, we need to keep the lights on. And I need you to know that currently, currently we're not meeting that need. We've just begun a new fiscal year and without you, the bottom line is we won't meet that need. Now I believe in what we do so much with all of my heart. I believe in why we do what we do and the way we do it so much that if I could, I'd write the check myself. I really would, but I can't. And I don't expect you to either. The other thing I don't expect and what I hope you don't expect is for someone else to assume the responsibility that we have for you. For those of us who call the bridge our church, we need to keep the lights on together because of what happens when we do and what won't happen if we don't. Now I realize, I I get it, we, we don't have all the same ability personally. Like I get that. I know I don't make as much money as most and I'm sure I make more than some. We don't all have the same ability. What we share is the same opportunity, and in turn, we have to share the responsibility. Each one of us has to do something. Like our friends in Kenya, we can't expect to take and get like our friends in Kenya. We have to give. For those of you who are visiting, you're checking out church, for those of you with questions, you being here today is evidence of why we do what we do. And though you may not know what it takes to do what we do, I want you to know that you are why we do what we do. And it's because of you that we need to keep the lights on. So for those who call the bridge their church, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I would encourage you, if you live in the Ottawa Valley, I would encourage you to come by the church office and fill out a quick form to automate your giving. You can also do that through our website as well. You can click click on the give button that's at the top of the home screen and you can follow some easy prompts. Either way, you can quickly and easily set up for automated giving. And the reason I ask you to consider automating your giving is because you get this, here's the thing. Some of you give, but you give when you remember, right? Sometimes you go months and then all of a sudden you hear me talk about it and you go, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And I get that. But listen, 
I know that you give because this is your church. So please, take your brain out of the equation, right? Like your heart is in it, so take the brain out of it. Automate your giving. That's what I do. 10% of my salary comes out without me even thinking about it because my heart is 100% in it. It's easy. It's easy. Because of what we do, you can take our services with you wherever you go this summer, and you can just as easily help us keep the lights on no matter where you are week to week. So please, please do that and assume your responsibility to what God wants to do amongst us collectively as a community. If you've never given, I'd ask you to consider starting somewhere. Again, we don't all have the same ability. I get that. But in light of our opportunity, we each have to share the responsibility. And I would ask you to take your step, whatever that step is, today. I would encourage you to consider automating it as a priority giver in what God is doing here. But if not, there are easy ways you can give when you can. We show those on the screen and we talk about them often. And of course, there's always a debit machine in the lobby if you happen to be in or near the building. But whichever category you're in, please do what you can do today and moving forward to keep the lights on because of what happens when we do and what won't happen if we don't. I hope that you've heard my heart today. This church isn't about getting your money, okay? I know there are churches that are like that. Maybe you were at one one time, but this isn't one of them. That said, this church, like all churches, of course, this church does operate by you and your finances, but that doesn't mean this church is about getting your money. This church isn't about getting your money. This church is about building irresistible bridges. It's about impacting eternity. I won't deny we have practical expenses, but I'm thankful the lights are kept on for an incredible purpose, and the implications of those practical expenses are eternal. So please, join me in what you can do personally to assume the personal responsibility to what God wants to do through us collectively as a community. I hope again that you've heard my heart today and that you know that this church isn't about money. This church is about so much more and you can't put a price tag on what God is doing in and through what we are doing here together. So thank you in advance for what it is that you're gonna do personally to help us move forward as a community. I wanna pray for you, but just before I do, I wanna make sure that you're, you know to come back next week as we begin a, begin a brand new series called Snakes on a Plane. I'm really, really excited about the series. I think God has some amazing things to teach us through the scriptures, and I hope that you'll join us, whether that's in person or online. Either way, I hope you'll be back for that next week. But between now and then, let me pray for you, and I wanna thank you from the bottom of my heart in advance for what you're going to do personally to help us assume the responsibility that we have collectively to see and seize the opportunity that God has for us as a community. God has so much in store for us to see and experience together, and I hope that you'll do what you can do to help see that become a reality. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I wanna thank you for this opportunity to gather with my friends online. That God, I know right now there are people all across our city, the, the, the country, all over the world. I, it's just amazing what you're doing in and through the bridge. And I pray for each person who's watching right now. I know that we all have different lives. We, we live in different realities. We all have different uh, things going on and practical things in our own lives. And I know, God, it's easy just to, to forget or, or to not even consider um, supporting the bridge financially. But it's a practical reality that we have to face it's something we have to do because of why we do what we do. And so I thank you for the grace that everyone has for me sharing this today. 
but I pray more importantly that just not grace, but they would also feel empowered to do what they can do, to, to assume the responsibility to see what you can do in and through us collectively. Thank you in advance for what you're going to do in and through your church. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. If you have any questions, you're looking for ways to take your next step, please visit us on our website, bridgechurches.ca. Much love. God bless.